This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Went to Mo Kings Meadow, the podcast that follows the fantastic Chelsea FC women's team. I'm your host, Dean, flying solo tonight as Dane and Jane are both unavailable. I think they're just taking it out on me because I leave them sometimes, but there we go. But fear not, listener, we have some stellar guests for you tonight. The first, um, and in no particular order, I must say, is Chelsea Pride Chair, um, my friend in the highest position possible, is Tracy Brown. Tracy, welcome back. How are you doing? I'm very good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Always good after a good Chelsea weekend. Yes. Uh, both the men and the women. Yes. Very successful at the moment. Uh, just need to knock Arsenal off that top spot of the Women's League. Yeah. And then all will be right with the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and joining myself and Tracy is professional podcaster, um, Mia Erickson. Mia, welcome back. How are you? Yeah, thank you. I'm good. I think it's a bit it, it's a bit uh, much to juggle these days, but I'm doing my best. Busy life. You sound good, so all the expenses are paying and working. <laughs> They're doing their job. Um, as are we. We are here to review Chelsea's five 0 win over Birmingham in the WSL this past Sunday, the twenty first November at Kings Meadow. Uh, I'll start with the lineup. It was a 3 4 3 for Chelsea and catching Berger in goal. Midi Bright, Jess Carter, and Magda Eriksson as a back three. Aaron Cuthbert, Drew Spence, many loopholes, Guru Wrighton as a midfield four, and Jesse Flavian, Sam Kerr, and Frank Kirby in attack. Emma Hayes used three substitutions, bringing on Lauren James for Jesse Flavian in the 67th minute. Um, and then Yona Anderson and Bethany England came on for Guru Wrighton and Frank Kirby in the 78th minute. This left Sekira Muzovic, Sophie Ingle, uh, G, Mara Mielda, Neve Charles and Georgia Fox as the unused substitutes. Um, Tracy, no real shocks with that lineup. Perhaps one being Anne Katrin Berger's OK and she is a real superhero. 
Oh yeah, I mean to be quite honest though, that was that was just cold being stood there not doing anything for a whole ninety minutes. You could literally at one point see her shivering. I mean literally, literally shivering. I mean, but it was great. It was great to have her back on the pitch. Clearly, yeah. that's why I predicted Sakira to stop because, as we know, the Swedes are used to the cold, so she could have just been chilling, shorts, t-shirt, um, let. You know, and have a, another game off before the international break in the FA Cup final. Uh, Mia, we often say that stats never tell the whole story, but when I read these ones out, I think you'll agree it, it does. Um, possession, 75% to Chelsea, 25 shots, 13 on target, six corners and eight fouls. And that is against Birmingham's 25% possession, two shots, one on target, three corners and four fouls. Uh, it was dominant, wasn't it? Yeah. I would probably say it was as dominant in possession like versus Servette. So there you have it. I could say that stats wouldn't tell the whole story because <laughs> you can see it's two different games, but yeah. with different outcomes. Yeah, talking of Servette and actually Aston Villa as well, they frustrated us because we couldn't score um, early on. And Tracy, that early goal from Kirby seemed a bit crucial when it sort of opened up the floodgates for us to go on and, and achieve what we achieved in this game. Yeah, I think it's one of those things. I think as soon as we do get an early goal, we just drop into our stride a lot quicker. Um, yeah, I think we just, we as soon as we get past maybe the 20th minute, if we haven't put a ball in the back of the net, you can start seeing the frustration throughout the whole entire team. Um, yeah, as soon as early goal whole team's on fire right now. The part, everything was just exquisite yesterday. It was everything you wanted it to be for, for a game at Kings Meadow. Um, yeah, it was just, it was a great start, to be fair. It could have been more. Yeah, and you was at both games, yeah? So that and yeah. um, Birmingham. So did you notice the difference in the atmospheres in those two games? Yes. For a Champions League night, it was flat. Even the, even the crowd was flat. It was really bizarre. The atmosphere was bizarre. I don't know if it was on the back of We'd gone out there, we'd done so well. You come back, everyone expects to have exactly the same game. We're going to knock eight goals in, seven, eight goals in, maybe hit double figures. And Emma was right. She was like, we've got to be more cautious. They're going to do their homework on us. And they did. And they, and they did the absolute opposite to what they did when they were playing at home. They stifled us. They were on us. They gave us no... They gave us no room up front. So we, we looked frustrated pretty much the whole entire game. And it did make the atmosphere flat. Where yesterday, it, the place was packed. It was busy. The atmosphere was buzzing. Early goal. And it was just the singing was there the whole entire game. Very different. Yeah, you can, you can definitely pick it up on the television broadcasts yeah. um, when the Chelsea fans are in the mood. And, and they was yesterday, as was the team. Yeah. Uh, Mia, that goal was a result of Magda Eriksson coming forward, um, putting the ball into the box. That's sort of what we missed from her this season. And it's, it's good to see that sort of coming back because it was not just once, it was a few times. And Millie on the other side, both stepping out of their defensive roles and helping the attack. Yeah, I think I kind of laughed 
a little bit uh, for myself at home, alone in my couch when she was up uh, in the box. She took she took a, a great run. Uh, I think she she at first she she gave the ball to Guru Reitan uh, out on the left hand side, and then she pointed and and ran straight in, inside the box and just like give me the ball, I want to shoot, I want to score. Uh, think that pretty much I mean reflected on the whole Chelsea team this game uh, everyone wanted to score um, and really went for taking shots and chances um, I think that that was probably one thing I missed uh, from the Servette game and I think I hope I wasn't the only one that also kind of laughed a bit to myself when we first saw uh, a back four. And, and then when the, that whole stream went from French to English from to French again, and then it just went black. And then when it returned, oh, a back three. <laughs> uh, so so I, I think, I mean, obviously you, you play this back three because you want to play attacking football. Uh, and that's, I mean, that, that's what Chelsea are good at, playing attacking football. And I think they, they need to stick with that no matter the opponent. I mean, stick to that um, idea that Emma Hayes, uh, ha- has about um, the football she wants them to play. I mean, Millie, Millie, we were seeing it at Millie. She plays where she wants yesterday because she was everywhere. You literally would have heard that from the crowd on TV. We were literally singing that for a good chunk of the game because she, everywhere we looked, she wasn't even at the back. She was up front. I mean, she was all like, I mean, she really was everywhere. So, but I mean, that's that's what we've got. If someone does go forward, we always have someone who will filter back to protect that role. Um, and that's where, as I say, we are definitely, I agree with, when we go forward, that is when we are very much at our best. Yeah, I with Millie, I think she's a lot like Antonio Rudiger, that she um, just wants to score and doesn't care much for passing patterns or anything like that. She's going to shoot. And I think everybody felt that today was a day that they could get a goal for Chelsea um, with that Bonham team being in a bit of disarray. What was missing from Savette was Jessie Fleming. Um, she back in the team and she made the second goal with a perfect pass to Sam Kerr, who finished very, very well indeed. Um, Mia, she's doing that sort of Penilla Harder job, although she's not Penilla Harder and she doesn't play like her. She's doing that job very well, isn't she? Yeah, very well, I think. I mean, it's it's about covering the space behind Frank Kirby and, and Sam Kerr, and I think Jesse Fleming are, is doing a great job at the moment. Uh, it, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens now. Um because I know you and I talked about it the other day. I mean, it hasn't been... No, Chelsea haven't had these real tests uh, without Penilla Harder from the games they were coming from. Let, let me just, I mean, be clear about that. Because the games they came from was games where someone had to step up uh, and do the job. Uh, obviously, it's a team sport and everyone has to do the job all the time and everyone has always do it. But these games they have played, they haven't been in the situations where they were 
with Juventus and Wolfsburg and uh, and games like that. So it's going to be very interesting to see them play Arsenal um, because I think that will be the first test uh, they will be put to. And I think that's pretty much tell the story. I mean, just watch the, the other leagues now with top five. I mean, like Frauen Bundesliga, it's so tight, top five. I mean, the fifth place team could win and go up uh, top spot next round. And then we have the Women's Super League now uh, where it's a gap between the top two. So, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Yeah, talking of Arsenal, the next game, obviously, the FA Cup final. Uh, Tracy, if Harder is not fit still, you're not as worried now that Jesse Fleming is producing goals and assists that she wasn't doing last season? I think she's playing phenomenally well this season. Um, I think she's just good. I think she's gone up a level, which I think you need to do when you're in this team because you look at you look at the bench, and unlike a lot of other teams, we have a really good, strong, almost full team sat there that can come on the pitch and change any game. She is fantastic. Emma has sort of em, sort of really sort of pushed that that should be Harder's first game back. It, it, that should be. I think we're all praying it is. Um, even if it's not the full game, it, it, you know, but, but saying that, Jesse has been playing really well and has stepped up when needed to. So, no, I'm not, I'm not as bothered as I would have been. I mean, look at the way we played yesterday and look where those goals come from, to be fair. So, yeah. Yeah. I think we should add that she is a gold medal winning football player and a Ballon d'Or nominated football player. So, They've not picked her up from the stand and said, could you play in this game for us? Um, and she's played a lot of times for Canada since she was 15. So to some, not a surprise at all, to others maybe. But anyway, uh, Mia, after the game, Emma spoke about Chelsea's press was very good. And the third goal is a very good example of that. Uh, Liverpool's with a challenge. Then Drew Spence nicks it off um, the Birmingham City player. Fleming plays the ball forward. It falls to Kerr and then it sort of, hits some defenders and then Kerr puts it in for her, her second goal. Um, that midfield duo seemed to really work well together. Not the first time either. No, I think, I mean, if if I would have one wish, sometimes when you, we have seen Chelsea struggled a little bit, I think uh, that tactical change and and the substitution that MIS did versus Man City is, is like the thing I've missed uh, because there's no doubt about it that G is a great player, but when you push her back to be become a defensive midfielder, you, you have that. If you have another midfield that, that can push you over, like Manchester City uh, is able to, then, I mean you're going to put yourself in a situation uh, where stuff like this happens. And then you play a team like Birmingham and we see yes, like we see yesterday with, with that double pivot of midfielders, then you see how well it's executed, like really well. And then we can, I mean, we all agree that G is a brilliant player, but I mean, this formation, the three, four, three formation is, is suit. I mean, it's there because you want to use players like uh, Aaron Cuthbert and Guru Reiten. 
and probably also, if we're going to be a little bit honest, uh, use that number 10 role uh, like it's used right now. Yeah, I think we're seeing benefits of a lot of players in 3-4-3. Three, three. Tracy, I think that midfield duo works well because they both can get forward and they both can defend. And then we saw that with the fourth goal when Magda puts the ball into the box. Berman don't really clear it very well. Spence is on the edge of the box where you probably would expect Leopold to be, but she hits a fantastic shot. And then Sam Kerr gets the rebound. Um, and then most importantly, she backflips um, yeah. the celebration. Um, Moment of the day. <laughs> firstly, the, the goal um, and the celebration, what was the reaction like inside the ground? Did people realise that she was doing it? Oh, I mean, you literally just see the movement straight after that ball went in. You knew it, you knew it was quite a hat to come. It's like it's a hat trick at home. You've got the fans screaming your name. The atmosphere was already really buzzing at that point anyway. Um, and she just put a like, little bit of like a cherry on top of the cake, really, with that uh, celebration, which we all, we all love to see. I'm looking forward to seeing that at Wembley when she gets a hat trick for Arsenal. Um, wishful, hopeful thinking. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the atmosphere yesterday was phenomenal. You, it almost lifted with every single goal that went in. It just got louder. The, yeah, generally, it was just really good, apart from it was freezing. Um, the play yesterday was great, though. I mean, just to play from the back to the front, the movement was fantastic. Um, it did seem like everyone wanted to get on the score sheet, actually. It did for, like, <laughs> including sort of Magda and Millie. I think they. Re I think if you'd given them a chance, they would have just been shooting nonstop. Um, Sam was just... She was on every mistake in the box and I think that was it just being there quick movements there was we could have had several other goals from from that sort of point of view with balls bouncing around all over the place in the box um but yeah Sam at her very best yeah Mia how much of of that you know Chelsea being able to or should have scored a few more was down to the team playing really well or the fact that you know what happened to Birmingham they lost their manager midweek um sort of one point from seven games, they're just bad at football. I mean, that's obviously a very hard <laughs> question to, to tell, but I mean, as a, as a Chelsea fan, I was glad that Chelsea played Birmingham this game. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be honest and, and say that. Um, I think if Chelsea wouldn't have been the world-class team they are, uh, they probably would have won this game like one two nil, but I mean it's a world class game with world class players, uh, and and then you get this uh, when you face a team like Birmingham, wounded and like I mean been been through a lot uh, the week before. Uh, so as a Chelsea fan, I I think we can all agree on that we could be very happy that. It was Birmingham this weekend before an international break coming up and probably a performance versus Servette that no player were particularly excited about. <laughs> but uh, so I think, but, but it's like we have said before, I mean, football is about having some luck, uh, being very good at it uh, and execute uh, a game plan. So I think that that's what we saw uh, and, and what Birmingham did experience uh, the other day. So Yeah, well, Birmingham had the best seat in the house because um, they was on the pitch watching it all happen past them. 
Um, what else they saw was Lauren James return for a WSL debut for Chelsea. Um, she linked up with Sam Kerr, who played the ball across to Frank Kirby to score 100th Chelsea goal, only 11th player in Chelsea history to achieve such a feat, and obviously the first player from the women's team to do so. Um, that was quite a moment as well, Tracy, I'm guessing. Did, I'm so glad cool? I was there. Was it realised at the time? I know people knew about it, but did the club yeah, do stuff? Yeah, I think, I think it sort of maybe took a cup. Everyone's jumping around and singing, as you can imagine. And it you almost then the penny dropped, I think, around us that, oh, my God, she's just gone and done it. Um, definitely the big celebration on the pitch. <sighs> to be quite honest, the amount of accolades you could give Frank Kirby is just ridiculous. Um, Well-deserved. I can't think of a better player to come back health-wise from the position she was in, not knowing whether she was even going to get back into football the way she has and to go knock the 100th in sensational. I'm just glad it was at home in front of in front of a, a really decent-sized crowd at King's Meadow. Uh, it couldn't have happened to a better person. You could just see from the team's reaction how happy they were for her. Um, and one thing you can tell with our squad is that togetherness we have. Um, I'm just, as I say, I'm just really glad I was there for the moment because it's something I don't think any of us are going to forget. Yeah, I can tell you one accolade you can't give Fran Kirby, and that is FIFA the Best Award because she hasn't been nominated. Don't even um, go there. <laughs> That's great. But Ellen White has. What a player. Um, yeah, it's all, it's all about the Olympics. That, yeah. that, yeah, that ratings. I mean, I, I think we can, we can both stop to to trying to figure out what they base their selection for but i mean it's fifa so yeah. i would reckon it's it's because of the olympics yeah i wouldn't pay much attention to individual awards unless a chelsea player wins them um, in which case they're very good um mia what did you make of lauren james coming on she seemed to get quite involved and link up the play quite well yeah, I think uh, she will be a great asset to this team in the league. Um, with starting right now because she has made her debut now, so in the league she will be a a great asset for them. But I think it, I mean, after she has scored her first goal, I'm gonna say say that after she has because I think she will. Uh, you can see that. I mean, she had her chances uh, versus Servette as well, but I think when, when she has done it, she's going to be extremely more solid for, for the team uh, and to to add to this uh, already very stacked, attacked uh, team. But um, it's going to be interesting to see how, how she will be used. Um, because I also think that I mean, we often talk about how influential the bench is for Chelsea, but to be really honest, uh, it hasn't been shown like that the last few games, and that that's kind of worrying. Um, so, I mean, when you have that many attacking players, uh, I, I think it's also about the way to not just finding a way to use them, but also how to make it uh, effective when you use it. And that's We're not there yet, I think, but it will come, hopefully. I think it will. 
Yeah, I thought it was interesting that it was Fleming that, that came off and then she picked up the ball in the pockets of spaces where Fleming was was doing that. And she she should have had an assist as well when Bethany England missed her header. Tracy, is there a feeling in the ground as well that they're willing her to score? I know she missed a couple of good opportunities against Savet. I don't yeah, remember and, having a clear-cut one yesterday. Missed, but... Yeah, she did miss one good sort of chance yesterday, which she sort of more skied. Um, yeah, I think... It's a confidence, we all know it's a confidence building, we all know it's a confidence building game, as soon as one goes in, your confidence lifts, get another one in, get lifts more, you start playing football in a very different way once your confidence level goes up. Um, she still played very well yesterday, the whole crowd was singing, you know, because she's one of her own, because she is, um, so she had massive support from the fans, um, I think her time will come, I mean, you know, it's different when you're sort of getting sort of 15 minutes here, 20 minutes there. I think, you know, I think in the end she'll get there. It's just confidence. It's the same for anyone though. I think once you've been out, be it whether you've been out of injury, what for whatever reason, I think when you're coming back in, it's just nailing a spot, which is obviously hard to do, definitely in our squad. Um, but when you're given the when you're given the chance and you come on the pitch, you have to make um, you have to make an impact. And she was very close to making the perfect impact yesterday. Um, get one on target and I think it will all change. Yeah, very excited for what the future holds for Lauren James and good to see Reese in attendance at Kings Meadow. Yes. Hopefully a few more of the men's first team can come down and, and support the team as well. Uh, Mia, I suppose the only negative I've got from this game was Jess Carter because I noticed three or four sort of simple errors that she led Millie Bright to get yellow carded with a poor pass. Should we be worried that there's no pressure on her in this game? The team's really coaching and she's still making those errors. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boy's life. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all... No more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Ginge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. 
cmcdonalds.com. For Chelsea fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews and the best Chelsea videos and podcasts. Download the free CFC Blues app now from the App Store and Google Play. I mean... Again, like you said, I think it's probably, I wouldn't call it the easy game, but I also think it's, these errors didn't, they didn't came up with something. Do you say that in English? I mean, it didn't lead to anything horrible. Yeah, Yeah, it didn't lead to anything horrible this time. I mean... This could also be just a feeling or it's a fact, I don't know. But I thought that when they played Servette and Magda had Mjelde uh, as a centre-back, you you can see that those two, they really trust each other. I mean, you could could probably pick up some sense uh, that Magda could strive forward uh, knowing that Mjelde she is trustworthy I think it was like you like we just talked about Lauren James and picking up confidence you know when when you first score then then the floodgates are open and I think that's what needs to happen with with the back tree when Jess Carter is in the middle you have to see some situation you have to have some situation where you can see that that's happened but at the back you know that you can trust uh, that it won't happen anything bad just like going forward with the ball and you're free with the keeper uh, now we know Sam Sam Kerr is scoring when she, when she get those opportunities but we didn't in the beginning but once it is uh, it's happening and I think I mean, obviously, versus Arsenal in the beginning, individual errors. But I, I'm, I mean, I'm the first one to say that individual errors doesn't come if you have a unit that works together completely. Uh, so I think it's about that. And I mean, obviously, they have the. We can talk all day about how important it is to score score goals but it's equally important to not concede because that's where it all starts. And I'm going to have to go with Jonas Eideval here because I think he put it very good when he, he said it, that if you concede easy goals, that's your first sign of losing tight games. And, and I think it's going to be very, very interesting to see who is playing uh, in the back three at the FA Cup final at Wembley because because that's a statement I mean from because even if players like Marn Mjelde is not um, I mean she has been out for a long time obviously she still has the experience she still knows where to be uh, in situations my my Bobby with 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 um, with 
where you know Carter going it's just in those individual errors yes I almost think though because yesterday was seen as an easier game your concentration level isn't quite as high as it would be if you were playing Man City or Arsenal it's almost like you're just a little bit more lackadaisical when you pass the ball. You're like, okay, I'll just pass the ball. And it's like, they're not going to score anyway. And your mind isn't 100% switched on. And that was how it come across almost a bit lazy-ish yesterday is how it come across. For me, she's one of those players who's really good or makes errors. And it, I would love to her to just turn into one of those players as in, as in Marin, where literally you would trust her with the ball from anywhere on the pitch, you would trust her with the ball. And I'd like to see her get to that point. Um, but yeah, I think yesterday was, yeah, I think because we were already running away with the game. And at one point, Birmingham didn't even really get into our half. It literally was like we were just camped in theirs. Um, I just think mine just almost relaxes a little bit too much and thinks, oh, this is a bit easy. I don't have to do much today. And then the and then the errors kick in, and then, I mean, go go back to look at those horrible minutes versus Man City when their midfielders just crushed Chelsea all over. Then then you have that situation again. I saw I sort of got the same feeling from the title decider last season. Yeah. It was the same feeling that it's not. I mean, it's not stable. It's not what's going to happen and anything can happen. And of course, it's very fun to watch a football game like that. I mean, Emma Hayes said it herself after the title decider uh, that it, it's exciting for the fans to watch. But when you watch the football, yeah. You, yeah. you feel like, no, this is not it. You can, do, you can either do so much better with the personnel on the pitch or you change your personnel to to just keep that from from happening um i mean that's my take on it at least so well that's why you're here to give your opinion <laughs> and people listen to it intently tracy to finish more positively it was interesting that, that emma took this game and obviously with the international break to mention arsenal and mention that it's their title to lose because they're in front Obviously, we play them in the FA Cup final. Um, are we going to expect a lot more mind games between now and the 5th of December? <laughs> well, we do have the international break in between. And as much as we can all try and even start second-guessing the team that's going to play, we have international break. I wish we didn't have international break because you just don't know what happens to players when they're away. And that's for me, that's always a worry. But, yeah, I do think there's going to be some mind games. Look, let's be fair. Arsenal didn't beat us. The lines person helped Arsenal beat us in the first game of the season. So really, it wasn't a fair win, let's be honest. Um, there will be some more mind games. This is Emma Hayes. But she won't give anything away. None of us are going to be able to get this team right. None of us will. We'll all try and guess the team against Arsenal. We will not get it right. And we won't be, and we won't be able to tell if Penilla Harder is really fit <laughs> no, for that game either. She no, won't... No. She won't no. Let that one you can, slip. You can walk before. in on crutches and literally then just put the kit on and just come on the pitch. Yeah. Emma's just going to play it tight to her chest. And we know she is. She isn't going to want to give anything away to Arsenal before that game. Um, yes, I would love to see, to be fair, and who wouldn't? I'd love to see Fran, 
Sam and Penilla up front for that Arsenal game. Of course I want to see it. And yes, I absolutely love Marin, so I'd love to see Marin Mielder at the back because I absolutely love her as a player. She's one of my favourites. Actually, my favourite player is Guru. But, I mean, to be quite honest, I would love to see... Um, I'd love to see her on the pitch. Yeah, so... There's going to be yeah. mind games. It's MAs. I'm here for the mind games all day. Yeah. Just keep them. Just keep asking her questions. Um, yeah. and keep the mind games coming. Uh, let's run through the other results of the league table before we get to some questions from Discord. Um, on Saturday, Manchester City beat Aston Villa 5-0. Uh, and then on Sunday, Man United lost 2 0 to Arsenal. <laughs> Chelsea obviously won 5 0 against Birmingham. Uh, Everton beat Leicester City 1 0. Reading beat Brighton 2 0. And West Ham beat Tottenham 1 0. Uh, we're going to go past that quickly before Mia talks about her pre season predictions and get straight to the table. Uh, Arsenal still top on 22 points. Chelsea second on 21 points. Then you've got Brighton on 15 points. Tottenham on 14 points. West Ham on 12 points. Man United on 12 points, Man City on 10 points. Yay! And so are Reading, Everton and Aston Villa, who make up the next three in the list. And then you've got a drop down to Birmingham on one point and Leicester City. Still to pick up a single point after eight games. Um, There's almost three leagues here. Um, Chelsea and Arsenal playing their own one. Uh, Brighton down to Aston Villa are playing for the next. And then Birmingham and Leicester, they're going to have to play each other to stay up. Yeah. You, you yeah. probably could avoid the rest of the games, just let them two play each other. And then the winner says stays up, the loser goes down. Um, as long as Man United and Man City stay sixth and seventh, I think we'll be happy. And then we've just got to swap one and two, which will happen very, very soon. I am sure of it. Uh, we've got some questions from Discord because you're both on the show. Uh, the first one is more to you, Mia, because Rich mentions uh, how much of a fan. He is of your work uh, to keep it up. But he asked, how effective would it be to play Jesse in midfield behind our back three, I think it means front three, for the upcoming games? And also, who will be the player to join her in midfield, if so? Yeah, I would... If, if you're going to stick with this 3-4-3 three, three formation, which I think we will, uh, and you will keep Jesse Fleming on the pitch and you will get... Penilla Harder on the pitch, then I would love to see Jesse Fleming play next to Sophie Ingle. Because I think that's a double pivot we we probably would drool a bit over when we see it. Because I think, if I'm not mistaken, she's playing sort of that role in for Canada. And I'm not sure what formation Canada is playing, but I think they play with the back four uh, but I'm pretty sure she's playing like like an eight or something uh, for Canada yeah, I think I'm in the minority that, that doesn't want Jesse Fleming to play in a midfield pivot for Chelsea because of what that midfield pivot is asked to do and that is as we see with the third goal you know win the ball and pass it forward to the player that's going to then create the goal and I think that Fleming is the player that creates the goal. And when I've seen her for Canada, which isn't much, I feel like she is further forward. You said an eight, so she's more sort of box to box, but our sixes are sixes and their job is not to do fancy stuff with the ball. It's to get the ball to players that do the fancy stuff. Tracy, No, but you can, you can really see, I mean, from time to time, they either interchange 
in the positions, like one going forward, one stays back. And I can't get my head around this because when we have seen uh, low pulse uh, and G uh, in the double pivot, I feel like low pulse is, is very much up front as well from time to time. So I think, I mean, it's obvious Chelsea want to play a direct kind of football, but if we're going to talk about playing Arsenal like that, you could see when, when Arsenal played Tottenham that Rehan Skinner did a very a massive tactical change ahead of the second half where she, she went from a back three to back four, I think. And then she sort of just cut the opportunities out for Arsenal to play that direct football. Uh, so if you have, I mean, it's going to be so interesting to see this. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about watching it. Uh, and I hope I will be excited after the game for the right reasons as well. Tracy, where do you sit on, on the issue? I think, I'm thinking more in terms of like big games, obviously. When you play in Birmingham, I could probably play midfield. Um, <laughs> and we would do okay. <laughs> and I can't run. Uh, but in big games, I, I don't see it. You can be the holding mid. Just stand there. <laughs> I call it the Put an arm out or something. I think, think Ingle's really good when it comes to big games, though, to be fair. The experience of Ingle when it comes to big games, that's a huge game at Wembley. I mean, yeah, it's different. You, you know what? Forget the league for a minute. You just put the league aside. We all know a cup game is very, very different. Mindset's different even going into the game. So at the end of the day, you... You, even Emma will be looking at it tactically in a, in a very different way to how you play the league. You know, it's a one-off, one and two in the league, but it's a one-off game with the two biggest teams at the moment in English football. As I say, for me, I, the reason I would put England is, ex, is experience over, over anything, really. Um, and Jesse Fleming, because yeah. she also has experience from yeah, big from really finals. Big, big games, yeah, Absolutely. I, it, and the thing is, we can't beat 100% because we don't know where Penilla's going to come in. Yeah, yeah, I don't think, I don't think, I, I'm not expecting Penilla Harder to start after being away for this long oh, because I, I, think, she, I think she will be used as a, an impact player yeah. that can come on to decide if it's, I mean, like 1-1 or 2-2 or even 0-0, no goals scored. And, and you have to put that goal in, then you... You're gonna take that would, that would be a lovely play though to come yeah. off the bench. You know, if you're Arsenal and here comes Penelana. So yeah. <laughs> thanks for that. Um yeah, I don't I wouldn't see her playing the full game anyway, even if she does play. I don't I, yeah, it would either be she'd start and come off early or again vice versa. Again, I would rather see her come on as an impact player rather than starting at that point. Because there's like you want we start very well. And we get an early goal. And for me, that's going to be pinnacle when we play ourselves. We can get the first goal. If we start quick, um, I think that will completely change every aspect of the game. So, but yeah, I'd, I'd bring one from the bench uh, if she doesn't start for sure. So, Ingle there has to be there for me. It's, again, it's just game experience, as you say, with, with, with Fleming as well. But yeah. And then I'm going to say that from the Welsh point of view as well. Obviously, I follow the Welsh international team. Sophie's my captain there. So <laughs> slightly sort of biased in my in my point of view, but just what she can bring to the game. Yeah, I think it was against Leicester, wasn't it, when 
Jesse moved back when Vanilla come on. And I think G and then she on. made the assist. Yeah. So I think we've seen it, but not against. We the don't know team. yet. The thing is, we can all we can sit here for hours trying to second guess what Emma is gonna do, where she's gonna play who, and we would the three of us would mostly all put a view in, and we'd all be wrong. <laughs> the the only one we can be sure of is is Magda. Yes. Yeah, the Swede. Yes, and Berger actually in goal. Yeah. That's yeah. That, that's that's. If she's not injured. There's your two that are definitely there. I think anything else is we 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 see what happens. Well, we know that Emma listens and then makes her decisions based on what we've said just to make us look stupid. Um, <laughs> another question we got was from Phoebe, which asked, now that Mielda's back and we have two natural fullbacks, do you think it would be better to revert back to the four at the back that we used last season? Or do you think that the three back is the way to go? Mm, no, no, we need three. I think the three at the back is much more attacking. You don't, we, we've, our, well, our football flows better when we have three at the back. So 100%, you can put a three at the back. Yeah. Me, I know you like seeing me other in the middle of the three. Yeah, yeah, I yeah and I mean, the, the, there's another reason, I think, for the back three. Uh, and that's because two reasons. Uh, one reason is you, Emma wants Cuthbert and Drayton on the pitch. That's reason number one. Reason number two is you don't have any backup fullbacks. You can't play fullbacks with no backups. Yeah. I mean, with this solution and this formation, you have backups for the center backs. But yet, if, if we're, we're being honest, we don't have the backups for those either, if, it, if something happens, but we have. So, I mean, I think that that's the main reason. Um, I mean, she admitted, uh, herself, Emma, that they couldn't sign the fullbacks they wanted, so they didn't sign any fullbacks, and then the back three happened, and I think, yeah, it, it's very natural. So if you're going to go back to playing a back four, then Guru Reiten won't be on the pitch. I don't agree with that, because I really love So, <laughs> I agree, yeah, I agree with that too. So, I mean, I, I don't know if you watched the Norway's game uh, when they played uh, in the qualifier last time. And now I can't even remember. I think, was it Be Belgium? They played Belgium. Oh, yeah. And then she played sort of that position for Norway as well. Um, so I think you have, and it's like with modern Mielde. I mean, she was a defensive midfielder for Norway as well before uh, she was magically um, transferred into to uh, playing a full back and a center back for Norway. So I think you have everything you need with a 3-4-3 three, three formation um, and, and you make space for the number 10 role where you have players now that can play the number 10 role uh, like Jesse Fleming and Penilla Harder. And then you make room for them to do, do what a number 10 is gonna do. Uh, but yeah, I can't see a back four happening. You do that in games. Which game was it when they, was it Juventus? It was Juventus, the yeah, last, yeah. 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 The last minute. Then you do that because you want to uh, not concede. Yeah. So you can do that, but you, I can't see them start ever again with the, with the back four. 
like it it was a bad it's not work for us as a team the, the the plays we have and the positions we have it makes much more much more sense having three four three yeah it, just, it suits the dynamic of the squad and the shape of the squad that we have it does the the only thing i'm missing like we saw it versus birmingham new and and, and we saw it versus servette when mielde was was the center back is magda's uh, i mean contribution to the attacking yeah. I mean, to start the attacks, because that was really good to see last season, and, and I've missed that. Yeah, I've got nothing to add, because you both absolutely said what I want to say. So I'll just take Harry's question on its own, because he asked, why isn't Frank Kirby on FIFA's the best player shortlist? And that's because she plays for Chelsea and nobody likes us. Uh, and we don't care. So there you go, Harry. She wins our awards. Every time. Uh, before we go, Tracy, Chelsea Pride, um, give the listeners a bit of an update. Anything that's gone on? Well, we Rainbow Laces is coming up, so um, it's very difficult. Obviously, with the way obviously the women's now are off for, for the international break, so um, I don't really have a feedback on what we are going to be doing around the women's game yet, because obviously the international break has sort of ruined that. We do turn. Um, we do turn five years old this Friday. It's our fifth birthday. Woohoo! So been for five years, which I'm not sure if that feels like a lifetime or whether it's flown. I'm sort of indecisive on, on both of those. Um, but yes, we've gained some fantastic followers along the way. We've made some brilliant friends like yourselves. And um, we'll just keep working together and growing from strength to strength. So yes, it's our, it's our birthday and uh, yeah. We basically the best way of celebrating a birthday is winning the FA Cup. That's how I see it. <laughs> That's. I mean, I, I need to ask you something because I feel like you English people, you really don't like international breaks. No, we don't. Yeah, I love them. <laughs> I mean, I'm like Sweden is gonna play Finland, and it's gonna be. Oh no, that'll like, be epic. That'll be it's a gonna, really good game. <laughs> it's gonna be fifteen thousand people in the stands, and it's gonna be brilliant. And I always look forward to these national international breaks probably also because i'm gonna photograph this game as oh, well. well i mean if i was there photographing games then i would be enjoying them as well yeah um, i don't know i think i don't know this thing about going to football week in week out i don't know i yeah I, I, for me it's always been the same i've always really just loved watching league football rather than and cup competitions rather than my the in, in international games but I'm not the only yeah it is like that for a lot of English people yeah I know that it's yeah. not it's not not just something I come yeah. up with now because yeah, I feel I, I can feel it you really despise this uh, international breaks because I love them I mean like the last international break I watched I mean I had like three games on like they were kicking off like Denmark at six and Norway at seven and then Sweden I was like yay this is this is the best. It's like a Champions League night for me. So I watch all the international games and when they're on TV, so I will follow. Um, so say, you know, I mean, obviously I follow Wales, but obviously I'll follow the Lionesses and then I will watch Sweden play. Then I will watch Norway play. So if it's on TV or I'm fine, I will watch it all, but it's different. I don't know. It's just, it's different being at, say, Kings Meadow. I always find ways to watch the games, even though they're not on TV. There's, there's always ways of finding everything yeah, I mean. nothing illegal is going on here 
for me, what it was when I was younger, when Steven Gerrard scored for England, he's played for Liverpool. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not celebrating that. him scoring. Yeah, it's not the same. If you're, Wayne Rooney the scoring. if you're watching the English men, when you've got Harry Kane scoring, it's the same thing. Yeah, he's the top captain. It's watching, it's watching a top score. It's, it's not right. So I'd rather our players don't get called up. So they just don't play. <laughs> <laughs> and then you you are sure that they won't get injured. Yeah, they can that's always the worry. See, for me, it's one thing. If it's an international game that's got irrelevant, so it's a, a World Cup qualifier or a Euros qualifier, it's one thing. Friendlies, oh, they're like the bane of my life because we all all you do is watch and go. Please don't get injured. Please don't get injured. To yeah, your players yeah. when it's a friendly. So those international games, yes. Can't I really despise them more from the mm-hmm. injury point of view? You've got your own players playing. Um, obviously, if it's a World Cup qualifier or, or Euros qualifier, that's different. Um, yeah, I ju- I told Dean, was it yesterday, Dean, that we talked about this? Because I mean, I'm pretty sure that um, uh, Magda will be playing both these games <sighs> because of the fact that these games are very crucial for Sweden to win to stay top of, of the group and. Yeah. Just too well, and also because the other day Natalie Bjorn from Everton, centre back, she was she has pulled out uh, from this break, and they have replaced her with a striker and not the centre back. So, I mean, uh, and and if, if we think Magda is uh, important, Chelsea, I mean, the Swedes. We, we know it's the same with Sweden. She she needs to be in the lineup. No, I, I get it. I get it. She's a phenom- phenomenal player. I understand 100% why she needs to be on the pitch for Sweden. Just can they put a cotton wall around her, bubble wrap, just keep her safe. No one goes sliding in on her. She's yeah, and then we can, we, can, we can also tell her to take it easy. Ha ha. Yeah, that is not happening. <laughs> We're talking about Magda here. That's not happening. <laughs> Me and the Swedish national team manager need a conversation <laughs> before these games. Let's try something different. We we might we might have to do uh Winter Mocking's Meadow Swedish. How do you say it? You know, special. <laughs> I've still got my Swedish in the locker, Göteborg. Yeah, I love it. Rolls off the tongue. They're gonna play in Göteborg now, so they only play there now because I can say it. <laughs> um, Tracy, back to sorry, yourself and uh, you. You had a personal sort of achievement, let's say. You were voted onto the board. I was. I was voted onto the Chelsea as a fan rep. I was voted onto yeah the um, the board for, but basically for fans, you know, having a presence. So that the club itself, when they come to making big decisions, they get the fans' point of view. Um, I was picked from a diversity group. So basically, I was picked because of that diversity section of work that we do. And it means that we, there's representatives across the board now when it comes to the boardroom, as far as fans are concerned, because we really matter. I want to make sure as well that the women's game is highlighted just as much as the men's. I go to both religiously. I'm always at Kings Meadow or at Stamford Bridge. And to me, the club is a club as a whole, a whole club, not just part of a club. So when I'm on the board and when I'm doing anything with the club, I represent the whole club. So the women's game is equally as important as the men's. Um, and yes, that's so if any fans want to bring anything to me that they feel where the club is falling short, 
I will make sure that it goes to the board. Yeah, me and Tracy are going to work together on something for the Super Cup that the men's team are going to play yes. in a specific country we won't mention now. I just yeah. want to make clear that Tracy has no impact on transfer dealings, um, <laughs> so don't come to her asking for a fullback <laughs> or a new defensive midfielder because she can't do nothing about that. She's not really she your agent her. because you yeah. just said that you could play a midfielder. <laughs> so, I mean... Technically, not for the women's team. Uh, I don't think Thomas Tuchel's got much need for me. I really don't think so. No, for the minute, we'll see. And because I'm thirty, be sure. I only get a one-year contract at Chelsea now because I'm over thirty. No, and the thing is, I would say something about Jane yesterday, who was sitting in the stands with a hot water bottle under her jacket. Um, she's not coming on the picture either. To be fair, I mean, cuddling a hot water bottle at Kings Meadow is just. If you've seen Jane, she went to the training ground with Shaw and they did some sessions. If you've yeah. seen any of that, you'll know that Emma Hayes would run on the pitch and tackle her herself <laughs> rather than let Jane play football. Sorry, Jane, throw you under the bus because you're not on the show. Um, yeah, any issues, shout out to Tracy. She will help you. Even if she wasn't on the board of the club, she would help you because yeah. that's the kind of person Tracy is. And we're lucky to know her. And we're lucky to have some influence with Roman now. We're going to give him some suggestions when Tracy goes on the yacht um, for these meetings. I will take that yacht journey right now, by the way. Right now. That'll be fun. Sadly, that's all we've got time for this week. Uh, we'll be back with a Talking Tactics with Mia again. Now there's an international break. Uh, we're going to do a Frank Kirby special as well. Um, look out for the details on that. And then we've got the preview for the FA Cup final, which is our next fixture, um, which we're looking forward to be at. Um, you'll be there as well, Tracy. We'll see I you there. You all. Yes, I'm, I'm right in the midst of the Chelsea Women's Supporters Group. We are all sat there together as one. Yeah. With the warm jacket. Yes, yes. Yeah, and the hat. Yeah. And gloves. The whole kit I will send you some clothes from Sweden because we know how to dress when it's cold. I promise. All the goals are going to keep me warm when it gets yes. to 5 nil. I'm going to be shorts and t-shirt. It's going to be so hot in Wembley when we're 5 nil up with 10 minutes to go. And we bring Penilla Harder on just for the sake of it. Um, okay, Dean, that's brilliant. Uh, until then, though, make sure you sign up to our Patreon to hear exclusive content and to join our Discord channel to chat all things Chelsea women every day of the week. We're having discussions in there, so look out for the link for that in the description box. Uh, you can follow Mia on Twitter at Mia underscore Ericsson or at Their Pitch, which is her new professional podcast with soundproofing and everything, um, unlike this rabble-dabble. Um, and you can follow Tracy either at Chelsea Pride underscore or at Chelsea Girl. 78 or 1978? 78. That was right the first time. I, sh I know this anyway. Uh, you can follow me at Dean Mears or at Mo Kings Meadow um, as well. Uh, and Instagram at Went to Kings Meadow where we don't post, uh, but follow us anyway. Um, but until then, from Kings Meadow to Wembley, keep that blue flag flying high. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. 
You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.